about time, it's about space, it's about saving the human race. It's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above. It's about war, it's about peace, it's about changing history. It's about you, it's about me, it's about time. Hello and welcome to this week's program. Again, this program is called All In With The Lord. And if you're having the kind of week where you need to get a little closer into the faith of how it all works, this program could be very beneficial to you. But on the other hand, if you're someone who just likes to go to church, doesn't want to really use faith, then I don't think this program will benefit you at all. Because faith is a substance. It's the substance of what you hope for, the evidence of things not seen. And so we talk about faith as it is a tool and how it might work for you. So let's talk about it today from a different perspective. But let's talk about it from the very beginning. Let's go back <clears throat> to the beginning, where it starts off in Genesis, where all of a sudden God's creating everything. And we have what's known as the Garden of Eden. And man was developed and designed by the the creator of the universe, the divine creator. And, you know, God created everything. And we talk about that everything that he created um, in a way that allows us to understand that God made everything to depend on him. In other words, the trees, the bushes, the animals, sun, Everything is designed so that everything depends on <clears throat> what God created. He created everything as a design that he could then um, take care of everything with. He created everything in a way that it, it was designed to be uh, dependent on what he created. It refueled, regenerated, uh, all of that. And he created man the same way. Man was created in the image and likeness of God, but man was created a little differently. Like, plants don't have a choice. They depend on the sun and the water to grow. And if they don't have that going on, then what would they do? So, in our case, God made us in his own image and likeness, but he gave us the free choice to choose what to do, and to depend on him or depend on all, and depend on all that he created for us or to depend on ourselves. And uh, back in the beginning, when God created everything, uh, I'm going to read to you from the book of Genesis, but remember in heaven, uh, everything was going along the way it normally does, but there was a, a a serpent there. It was Lucifer, who was the archangel, actually, uh, in charge of a lot of things. And he decided to turn and run a full, all-out rebellion against God. And uh, in that rebellion, he pretty much said, I can be like God. I can exalt my throne above God's. I can actually be better than God. But 
he didn't under I don't know a lot about how Lucifer was created. I don't know where that came from or how it happened, but I do know that he led the rebellion. And the Bible tells us that a number of angels, which we don't know the number of, it just says a third of heaven fell, a third of the angels left with him as part of a rebellion against dependency on the Creator. In other words, they didn't want to depend on the Creator. They wanted to do it themselves. And he brought that rebellion to the earth. Um, we don't know how many years took place. We don't know in the history of the earth how it all plays out. I mean, it could have been thousands of years. It could have been billions of years for all we know. But it doesn't matter. Today, we see all the evidence that there were extraterrestrial beings here, you know, many, 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 many eons of years ago. And it cracks me up when I, I listen to the people on Earth and their all, their infinite wisdom of extraterrestrial, explain where that all came from. It cracks me up because it came from the third that left heaven and they went to Earth. They came to Earth to take it over. And um, again, independent of God wanting to be dependent only on themselves. So on this earth, which now has become a whole testing ground for the whole idea of independence from God. And I think that's the battle that begun by Lucifer in the heavens, in the heavenlies, in the heavenly places, and has been brought to earth. And then mankind became the example or the test case of how's that going for you? to be independent from God. So let me read something to you from Genesis 3, 1 through 7. Now the serpent, Lucifer, was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord had made. So the serpent, obviously, uh, was Lucifer manifest, however he was, and he said to the woman, that would be Eve, Did God really say, you must not eat from any tree in the garden? Now, he knew exactly what God said, because God had said, you, might, you may eat from every tree in the garden, but not from the one tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So, here in, uh, actually I started in verse 3, because he did, in, the, in verse 1, he, he told them that, that they could uh, eat from any tree except one. And this one tree is the one that was produced by the one who led the total rebellion in heaven. So, Lucifer led the rebellion, led the war that was all about their, his independence from God. He wanted to be independent from the Godhead and not have to rely on God for anything, but to rely on himself. 
Um, he wanted to be as God. That's what it says. And I will exalt my throne. That's what he said. So he said to the woman, did God really say that you must not eat of any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, oh, we might eat from the trees in the garden. But God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that's in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. Now, God did not say you must not touch it. So immediately here, there's a lie going on. Now, the woman exaggerated whatever she said. He said, don't eat from it. He didn't say anything about touching it, but it came out of her mouth. You must not eat the fruit from the tree that's in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. Here comes the serpent, Lucifer, the father of lies. You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows, oh, God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, <coughs> knowing good from evil, good and evil. <clears throat> so here we go. The beginning of the rebellion of man to God, led by the head of the rebellion, Lucifer, who rebelled in heaven, now leading Eve in a way, cunningly saying, God did not surely say you will die. Certainly not die, like poof, gone. But God knows that when you eat, your eyes will be opened. Okay, so here's the first lie. <clears throat> when the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food, now she's no longer depending on what God told her. She is now independently becoming or thinking she knows a little more here. Oh, yeah, God might be hiding something from us. Remembering that God created them, put them together, Adam and Eve, gave them a garden, they had everything they wanted, and now she's She's, she's not sure. She's unsure if God had her best interest in mind. He created us. Why wouldn't he have our best interest in mind? It's really hard, I guess, to, to just trust the fact that whoever created you wants you to have everything. Why is that so hard? But it is. So we want to independently break out of that thinking and say, I know what I want, and I'm going to get it for me. So let's go back and read the rest of that. When the woman saw the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye, and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. And... Then she gave it to her husband, who was with her. Where was Adam while this conversation was going on? Right there. They traveled together. 
both of them standing there. But she was the one that said, hmm, maybe this could work. Maybe it wouldn't be so bad to know everything like God. So there was this independence which God placed in all of us. Free will. Free choice. God gave us free choice and free will. He placed it in us. And here is the beginning of the rebellion that happened in heaven, now being transmitted through Eve to Adam here on the earth. God had said, eat from every tree. I have all these trees here for you. Eat from them. Food, information. Obviously, they were trees of information because she said she saw that there could be wisdom coming from that tree. So it was like a database of information because if there's wisdom in it, it had to have information. It was an information tree. And so she hands it to Adam. She probably took a bite first, and Adam goes, well, she didn't fall over. She didn't die. We don't even know what die means. But she's still here. Everything looks the same to me. Yeah, hand it over. Let me take a bite. So Eve's decision to be independent and make a choice apart from what the Creator told her was good for her, led to Adam, who loved Eve, and looked at her and said, Wow, but remember, God gave Eve to Adam, so it wasn't like she just magically appeared. He brought her to him. So God already knew what Adam needed. He gave her Eve. Eve bought the apple. Adam said, Sure, Eve. I think there's a lot of guys, and most guys, and probably every guy, loves to please his woman, or his wife, or his spouse, or his partner, whatever. And he just wants to please them. He wants his wife to look at him as if he was God right? Because that's the way it was made. It was made in that order. Woman, man, man to God. So that's a natural thing. So Adam disregarded what he was told by the Creator. The Creator said, look, I made you. I want you to be blessed. Remember, that was the first words that they heard when they were created. Be blessed and multiply. I want you to be blessed. So, are we now saying God does not want us to be blessed because Adam and Eve decided there might be information that God was holding back? He wasn't giving them the whole story. Here we are. We're a created body on this planet, and what are we thinking that the Creator held back from us information that would allow us to be just like Him. On the other hand, did He withhold information that would cause us not to be like Him? Because He doesn't have evil in Him. He doesn't have rebellion in Him. 
God has in him love, joy, peace, of which there against there is no law, and he wants us to have that kind of a life. So right there, you won't certainly die. Lucifer starting the rebellion. Eve took it, Adam took it, and the rebellion against God's kingdom went from the heavenlies, because that's where Lucifer started it, into the earth through Adam. Did you know that you were part of a rebellion? You are part of the original rebellion that Lucifer started in heaven, and then Adam bit into it, it good chunk of the fruit, took it, and now became a rebel. A, univer a universal rebel to all of the extraterrestrial that God created. So God created an environment in which he wanted Adam, Eve, you, me, all our descendants to have anything they wanted, any time they wanted, by learning to trust and depend on the Creator, God. And here's Lucifer. Oh, there's a better way. You don't have to do that. You can reason this out yourself. You are just like God. God gave you a brain. He gave you an intellect. He gave you a spirit, a mind. You're just like Him. And you have the ability to do anything apart from him. You don't need him. First of all, why wouldn't we want to need him if he's just making it easy? What, it, what could we possibly think is better than having everything? Than having anything you want to eat, having perfect weather, having all that you need in front of you, including a beautiful woman as a man and a, a beautiful man as a woman. You had the partnership, God gave you, what could you possibly be thinking that would be better than the Garden of Eden? And wouldn't you like to get back into that garden if you could today? And the good news is you can. So when the woman saw the fruit was good for food and pleasing to the eye and desirable, she took it, ate it, gave it, gave it to her husband, who was with her. He ate it, and the eyes of both of them were opened, just like that. And they realized, what did they realize? They were naked. And the light went out. What light? The power light that God put in them because he told them, you are my child. I created you. You are a super natural creature, creature. Your body will keep building and rejuvenating forever. You were made in my image and likeness and made supernaturally. Now, with their eyes being opened, they couldn't understand how that would be. How could that be? I have to know how. I have to know how this works. And they didn't have that data of how everything worked available because now they cut themselves off from God. 
So all they saw was the aura, the glow that protected them, went out. And they could see themselves in a way that they hadn't seen themselves before. And they felt afraid. So Lucifer, after he started the rebellion, he got thrown out of heaven by Michael and the angels, infiltrated into the earth with one purpose in mind, to get God's man and woman. Because God loved his creation, man, so much. And how Lucifer wanted to get back at God, and the way you get back at someone is you go after their family. And that's what he did. And then he hijacked his family, Adam, and stole him into the rebellion. He got even Adam to agree <coughs> that there's really an interest in more than in this new man that God created. There's an interest in knowing how to do it apart from God. Total independence. And God made man the way that way so that he would be able to have total independence if he chose it. Freedom to choose. So now God has a choice. What's his choice? God comes back and says, Adam, Adam, where are you? And Adam says, I hid myself. I was afraid. I, I was naked. I was afraid. And, that, and God says, who told you that? Now, God knew that the only way he could have known that was to eat from that tree he asked him not to eat from. Who told you that you were naked? See, God created us in his eyes, this whole body with no clothes on, is beautiful to God. He created it. And we didn't know it was an embarrassment to be seen that way until that information was corrupted in our minds. And so we live on earth hiding our body because it's the right thing to do. According to the original rebellion, but prior to that, obviously that was not the case. So you and I, prior to accepting Jesus as Lord, were part of a rebellion that took place in the entire universal creation as far as it goes. God, the rebellion against God himself, and the rebellion hinges on Trusting God and what he has given you and no, and wanting to know how it works because you don't know if you should trust him completely. So that brings us to a point where we need to learn how to become dependent back on God. If you want to go back to where Adam was before the fall, and you can. We have to learn how to become dependent back on God willingly. Willingly become dependent. Surrender. Stop trying to figure everything out. And just go to the Lord and allow Him to order your life. And that is how it all began. And then God already had a plan to get man back. But it was through trust, and it was through his loving us 
through Jesus on the cross, that we would now accept that cross and become dependent on him for everything. Again, so in the beginning, Adam was dependent on God for everything. And it worked because God had everything in this earth to automatically take care of Adam. That's the reason it was built. Until Adam listened to and took the fruit from the other tree. And now you and I are still fighting out the rebellion that took place. Do you find yourself still wanting to take care of yourself and figure it all out? So in the Old Testament, God brought the law in so man could see what he was doing wrong, and man had a performance-based life. He had to live his life performing or keeping the law. And again, it was man keeping the law that would try to get him back in right standing with God, but it wasn't the same because man was still depending on himself to keep the law. And man could not keep the law. So therefore, self-dependence on even keeping the law didn't work. Depending on you instead of God doesn't work. So what God says, God so loved the world that he sent his only son into the earth to pay the debt that we created through our sin and put us back in right standing with him. And I know a lot of people accept Jesus, and we do. And we thank him for that precious, precious gift. But then we go on continuing to live as a rebel. So wait a minute. What's the conflict here? First of all, we want to be totally dependent on God. So the New Testament is performance-based, but it's performance-based on Jesus, not on us. He died for our sins. He restored our health. He took the lashes. He, death, health, wealth, and eternal life, he brought to us if we're totally dependent on him. So now we're going to break out of the rebellion that says, I got to do this myself. But what's happening to a lot of Christians is they're still trying to do it themselves. Instead of going back to the original dependency, I trust the Lord with all my heart and lean not on my own understanding. I trust the Lord. So the the rebellion is not trusting the Lord. So you accept Jesus. We accept him. And we're grateful. Our name's in the book of life, and we're going to go to heaven. But then we go on living life like it depends on us instead of depending on the Lord for what he did and the Holy Spirit to carry out the work. It's an interesting thought, but we have to stop rebelling from the inside out and totally surrender to the plan God has for us. I 
I believe and I pray that we are in that moment where hundreds and hundreds of thousands of Christians are turning back from the rebellion to the Lord, trusting God for all things. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back after these messages. And we're talking about taking our dependence and putting it back where Adams was before the fall. It's about time, it's about space, it's about saving the human race. It's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above. It's about war, it's about peace, it's about changing history. It's about you, it's about me, it's about time. Broadcasting live from historic West Norriton Township. This is AM 1180. AM 1180. WFYL. King of Prussia. Philadelphia. It's about time. It's about space. It's about saving the human race. It's about hate. It's about love. It's about everything above. It's about war. It's about peace. It's about changing history. It's about you. It's about me. It's about time. We're back, and um, today's message is turning from the rebellion back to the original dependency on God that Adam had before he ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. All of us grew up learning to eat from that tree. Matter of fact, all the information that we have today is corrupted. Whether you go to Google, DuckDuckGo, Yahoo, Bing, I don't care. The best of the best information is still corrupt. It's corrupted because it came from man's desire to rebel against God. Now, originally, I don't know if Adam would have done that if he didn't have a little help from Lucifer. But he had the help. Lucifer definitely brought it to Eve in a way where he, and he, I read that, he said, the woman said to the serpent, we may eat from any tree, but she also said, we may not touch it, the one in the middle. But he didn't, God never said you couldn't touch it. He just said you couldn't eat it. Can't take its fruit. So the lie began right there. The rebellion that Lucifer had in him that he brought to earth was sown into Eve and into Adam that day. And we're back to where we want to commit ourselves to the Holy Spirit. And the way we do that, the Holy Spirit is the vehicle by which we can return to the original state that Adam had before the fall. How do we do that? Well, first of all, God the Father, who loved us so much, sent His only Son, into the earth to die and pay the debt for what you and I have created on this earth. We, the debt's paid. And the minute he did that on the cross, everybody's sin for, for eating from the other tree was wiped out, totally forgiven. Now, people who reject God and reject the idea that there's a God who loves them, they walk around feeling the effects of knowing that they 
have sinned because there's a guilt complex that's deep within every human being. And unless you have a mechanism to deal with that guilt, you carry it. That's You might not even know you carry it, but you're carrying it. People feel broke, busted, sick, disgusted. It's amazing to me <clears throat> when you say to someone, how you doing today? Oh, man, you don't know. And when I hear that come out of another super human being, super created being that God created, I realize that their, their, their mind, their data is so corrupt. They don't know who they are. They don't realize that it's that thinking, oh man, you don't know. It's that thinking that causes all of the corruption in your world. It's that thinking that causes it. So, how do we fix that thinking? We fix it by replacing it with what God said. It's a harder job. Uh, initially, it was just all what God said in Adam. It was pretty easy. All he had to do was just continue on the road he was on. But because he didn't have enough um, stamina, strength to resist what Lucifer was saying, and he was unsure, it was uncharted ground, he had to got get off on that independence and say I maybe he's right maybe we will become just like God but you already had everything if you already had everything why do you want more i guess it's a natural thing but so how do we get back the purpose of the holy spirit is to lead us back lead us back every day do you commit your day to the lord or do you get up and say well lord these are my plans for the day. Let's see where you fit in. Because God wants you to trust him. He's offering you the freedom to eat from the tree of life as in the beginning. He is offering you that. He did put a time limit on it. Though. And uh, I'll read you that now. Because um, in Genesis 6.3, Then the Lord said, My spirit will not contend with humans forever. <coughs> for they are mortal, their days will be 120 years. So he did put a limit on it at that point, because if you were to continue to live forever in the state you're in, rebelling against God and, and, and just blaming God and, and, and just in a contaminated state and live forever that way, that would be hell to live apart from God forever. So God did put a limit on it of 120 years. So you have from the time you were born to the time you leave this planet, whatever the length of time is, but he said you can have up to 120. But a lot of people are leaving early. They, they don't make it to 120. But the perp, you have all that time for one reason, to acknowledge that God was right and Jesus paid the price for your sin. And now through the Holy Spirit, you can reposition yourself <clears throat> in the same place where Adam was in the garden and have the Garden of Eden manifest itself around you. Not a lot of people do this, but the opportunity to do it is there. How does it work? Well, we are we don't we have to stop this thinking that says I can do it myself. I can do it myself. I know how to build a house. I know how to make money. 
I know how to uh, help people as a doctor, whatever. I can. I can. That is that independence from God. Now, there's nothing wrong with learning things now that we're here in this condition, but how much better is it if the Holy Spirit reveals to you all that you're asking for? So if we ask for the money to pay the bills, do you have to know every detail of how to get that money? Yes, I'm a businessman. I'm pretty good at sales. I'm pretty good at building things. I'm, pre- I'm good at... So immediately, your mind goes to what you can do to get it. But God created a system for Adam on this planet that if Adam simply said, I need or I want a certain amount of, he didn't need money at that point, but we do. So if we want a certain amount of money to buy a car and do this and do that, pay for the bills and be debt free, the system that God created, the production system that's in each one of us, will go to work to bring it to pass by faith. So now, what was originally in Adam, as he knew that God had told him he could have whatever he wanted, now we have to believe that by faith. Why? Because our software was reprogrammed when we rebelled, and so therefore the rebellion erased all the original data, overtook it, that God had said, you don't have to work. You don't have to have pain. You don't have to. I created a human body that will deal with it all if you just use it. But Adam had to know better. He, was, he wanted to be independent. He thought he'd give it a shot. <coughs> it was a wrong shot. So now we want to return to that. So Jesus came as a sample of what and how we should be living. And he brought the message that said, hey, you can be healed. Even you, the one that has uh, the, the uh, unhealable disease. And back then, you know, what, you know we, we had all kinds of things that, you, know, you couldn't get around because it was very highly contagious. Women weren't even allowed out of their house certain times in a month because of blood flow. So we, God wants to get us back to where we were before Adam decided that he had to know everything too. And yet you and I still feel like we want to know everything too. If we could train our a child to absolutely trust and believe in God from the beginning and not have to dip into the database of life. I mean, think about it. There isn't a, the kids today, if you Google everything, you want to know what the world says about it. And yet the world is fully contaminated. So the Lord's telling us to renew our minds with his word. And then we take the word, and a lot of people make the word void or of no effect because they make it religious or non-powerful, just make it powerless. Because Satan knows if you really do learn how to use faith, he's done. The rebellion's over. The only part of the rebellion... that's still working for him are the humans who have eaten from the fruit of the rebellion. I can do this myself. I'll figure this out. You know, come on, man. You know, that's what the Lord is waiting for. 
his people to turn back and say, we trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not in our own understanding. Trusting in the Lord. So here in Genesis 37, 5, commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will do this. So we have to commit our way to the Lord. How are you going to do that? Every day. Good morning, Lord. I commit my way to you today. I commit my way to you today. And I'm anxious and excited to see what you will do for me in my life today. Is that so hard? Now, how do you trust that anything's happening when you do that? Well, first of all, because God's word said so. And he said, whenever two or more agree as to touching anything, it will be done by my Father in heaven. Now, either God's a liar, or we're not doing something right. And what we're doing right wrong is we, we agree on something, and then we go about trying to help God by figuring out how we're going to get it. I think it's a process of us. Each one of us is different, but totally yielding and learning that by trusting the Father will supply our needs. That's what it says in Philippians 4.19. My God shall supply all my needs through His riches and glory. Well, what is His riches and glory? It's everything He created. It's an earth that has a production system in it that gets you whatever you need when you trust the Lord with all your heart. But we walk around still in rebellion. We're part of the rebellion that Lucifer started. Now, there's a lot of Christians that are back because we've accepted Jesus, but then we continue to continue to try to figure it out ourselves. Well, Art, I can't keep the commandments. I, I tried and I feel guilty about it. You know, I, listen, I know you can't keep them because nobody can. They're unkeepable except by one man, Jesus the Christ. He kept them for you. When will you receive what he did? so that you can get back to the state where Adam was. All you got to do is receive it, receive what he did, believe it, and renew your mind. So when the thought comes, well, you screwed up again, you say, yeah, but I have an advocate with the Father, and he redeemed me. So I'm back on track, and I'm trusting the Lord, and all things are working together for good because I trust the Lord my God. And he said all things work together for good when you trust him. His word never returns void, always works. So what's he waiting for? He's waiting for the rebellion inside of you to cease rebelling against resting in the promise that God promised you. He promised you life and life more liberally. Life abundantly. That's He created us. He loves you more than you'll ever know. He doesn't want you to fail, but he doesn't want you to have to do it on your own. Because on your own will take forever and probably still be corrupt when you get there. So he created a way for you to get back to where Adam was. And that way is Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. The only way, there's only one way, one door that leads to eternal life in heaven. Now, there's eternal life in hell, and it will be a hell 
filled with rebellious people who don't want anything to do with God. They want to do it themselves. And Lucifer will be the head of that. So you don't want to go there. You really do not want to go there. Faith can do everything. But what kind of faith? We have to trust the Lord and surrender that we know how. I think this is the hardest part because we are naturally being, we were naturally born with learning how to, how to. We go to school for years to learn how to. Not that that's a bad thing at this point, but it's not God's perfect plan. His perfect plan was we didn't have to know how to. Just, he would have showed us how everything worked. It would have been a great thing like a museum that you go into and you say, oh, that's how it worked. And God would have shown you. But no, we had to do it apart from God. We couldn't wait for him. We had to do it ourselves. And here's a great example of that. Genesis 11:4 says, then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches into the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we'll be scattered over the face of the whole earth. So, again, by building something for yourself, the Tower of Babel, they felt they would make a name for them. Why not just have the name of God, the name of Jesus? But man has rebelled along with Lucifer. And I never really saw that before. I I saw that Lucifer was the rebellious one. But I didn't realize that I was part of that rebellion. That every man born, every woman born since Adam was part of the rebellion against God. And yet, even though we rebelled along with Lucifer, God sent his son to suffer and die as payment for your rebellion. So that all you have to do is accept the payment. And I talked about this last week. Someone could put $100,000 in your Venmo account, if you know what Venmo is, or Cash App, or now Zelle. They send you the money via phone or app, okay? And you say, I don't believe it's really there. It shows you a balance, but I don't believe it's there. So I'm not going to take a chance on withdrawing that. Because it'll be as you know, it'll be, um, it'll it'll if I if I'm if I'm right and it's not really there, my bank will get all messed up. They'll charge me. So you're believing, you're not believing it's there. You're believing that the system that was created isn't valid, and that's exactly what people are doing with God's system. They're believing it's not valid. They're not withdrawing what God has given us, and he's given us everything. He's given us health, wealth, eternal life. And God said, prosper, be in health, even as your soul prospers. Now, remember, we were rebellious with Lucifer. Now, accepting Christ, we have to renew our mind so that we're no longer rebellious. So rebelling against allowing God to help us, we now want to surrender to God so he can help us. And Father, thank you that I commit my life to you today. And here are the things I'm asking you for today. And so, Father, I receive those 
instantly in Jesus' name. Yeah, instantly. I don't believe time can stop anything you ask for unless your mind knows too much about time that it realizes, well, it just takes time. Does it? Did it take time for Adam before he listened to the tree of knowledge of good and evil? I don't think it did. I think when Adam spoke, when Adam received, it was manifested instantly. Now, the corruption that you and I have lived through because of that knowledge of good and evil, now that takes time. So we're renewing our mind to get out of the delay factor and back in the hooray factor. Hooray for God. Thank you, Creator. Thank you, my Creator. I trust you. I don't want to know how it works. I, I would like someday for you to show me, but I don't need to know how. I just know I need to pay the rent. I need a nice house. I need a decent car. I need a good car. I need a great car. I need a family. I want a family. These are the things I would like to have. And trusting the Lord wants to supply them for you. Here's another thought. I know in each one of us, deep inside, you have all these things you'd like to have. They're, they're hidden in there. Some of them are good. Some of them might not be so good. But there's the real deep desire you have on what you need, how you need to be loved, what you'd like in life, or what you think you'd like in life. They're in there. And you think they're your personal secret things. But guess what? God knows them. And as a matter of fact, he probably put them there. He knows who you are. He wants you to have every desire that you want, but the right way, not the wrong way. His way would be the right way. His word would do the right thing. The word of the earth, the rebellious word, would be the wrong way. The knowledge of good and evil. So how do you get what you want? And how do you know that all things are working together for good because we trust the Lord? We surrender. Surrender. I don't want to know how. I don't want to know how. My mind immediately will take off. I'm a, I'm a mechanical guy. I can figure things. I don't want to know. I just want to know God can immediately give me a solution to what I want. That God will immediately manifest what I am wanting now. Will he do that for you? You say, oh, that sounds like a genie in a lamp. No, it is the God, the creator of the universe, who set out to make you in a way that when you needed something, it materialized. And Adam had that going on way before the tree of knowledge of good and evil sowed the seed of rebellion. And I never realized we were part of that rebellion. I saw us as a victim. But now I realize we rebelled. I rebelled. All of us rebelled. But we want back in. We want back in where Adam was. And the only way to get there, and I do mean the only way to get there, is through Jesus. One door. So we accept the payment for our rebellion. We accept that he paid the price for our rebellion. And because we accept that price that he paid, we now can return 
to the Adam status, the Adam original Garden of Eden. If we put to death in our mind all the thoughts of how we think anything works, interesting, but we are the ones in our corrupted knowledge of evil and good that slows down the process from the production center that God created in the beginning. He's given us everything. He's given us a whole system on planet Earth. And if we can lay down what we think, get it out. And it's tough. I get that. But that's what we got to do. Get it out. You say, if somebody broke their hand or broke an arm, you say, well, it's six to eight weeks, you'll get it healed. That's what the world says. But God is a system that says you can be healed in 10 seconds. Can you imagine that your whole body will rebuild a part within itself if we just stop thinking it can't? Stop thinking you got to know how. Or the doctors haven't yet invented the solution for my problem. God has. And if the doctors ever do invent a solution for your problem, they would have gotten it from God. That's where all the wisdom comes from. So remember, Eve started out because she ate from a tree thinking that there was wisdom to be had. Instead, it was corruption. It was delays. It made it difficult. And she then had to give birth with pain and suffering. Not originally. God didn't intend it to be that way. Remember, anything you think you desire, God already knows that. He put it in you. He just wants it for you the right way, not the wrong way. God so loved the world that he gave his son so that if he, those who believe on him would have life everlasting and have it more abundantly. I think it's pretty amazing the God who created you and I loves us so much that he refused to let Adam stay in a deceived, rebellious state. He figured out a way to get us back. Will you come back? Will you turn from the rebellion and totally commit and surrender to the Lord? I'll see you next week. Have a great week. It's about time. It's about space. It's about saving the human race. It's about hate. It's about love. It's about everything above. It's about war. It's about peace. It's about changing history. It's about you. It's about me, it's about time